Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Oh, thank you, Chris. Uh, happy to be with you all this morning for another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We have a, a very exciting show for you today. Uh, we have Nick Morin. Uh, he's the founder and president of Iron Duke Brewing in Ludlow. Uh, we're going to talk about beer today. Well, we're going to talk about beer a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little more about what I just said, uh, Iron Duke Brewing in Ludlow. But first, how are you this morning there, Nick? I'm doing well, George. I'm doing well. It's nice to speak with you. Thanks for having me. Have a nice holiday. I did. I did. We had. Uh, I've got three young boys at home, so we had a small, small Thanksgiving in comparison. But it was uh, great to have a day off and spend some time with the family. So, I imagine you don't get many these days. I don't think any of us are getting many days off these days. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, as I said, Iron Duke Brewing in Ludlow. Um, there are a lot of people who didn't think that uh, those words would come together in that sentence again uh, after things have been happening over the last several years. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Iron Duke Brewing is a tenant over at Ludlow Mills. Um, very good tenant for a while, and then uh, it looked like they, they weren't going to be there after a uh, kind of a dispute, if you will, with, with the landlords there, West Mass Development. But uh, this has been one of the, the better turnaround stories that we've seen in Western Massachusetts. Turnaround uh, in a lot of different ways, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, Nick, um, why don't you just bring us up to date on some things happening at, at Iron Duke Brewery? Um, sure. Yeah. So, question. What? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of history there. Um, but in, in general, we are still happily a tenant here in Ludlow. We've got uh, a pretty drastic turn of events that has taken place for us relating to our location, at least in the last, um, say, six to 12 months, especially. But we've now been in the Ludlow Mills for a little over seven years as a tenant and a little over six years as an established business that's been open to the public. So we've got um, a pretty pretty long history over here. Um, what we do, very generally, is we make beer. So we brew beer for consumption on-premise and for distribution off-premise to anywhere in Massachusetts, really. So we have our own uh, distribution that we run that mostly touches Western Massachusetts, but we have a couple of outlying accounts that we work with outside of the, let's say 30 or 40 mile radius here of Ludlow. Um, it's very broadly what Iron Duke is. Go back a little bit further. Uh, tell folks uh, how you happen to get into this business and then how you happen to land in Ludlow. An interesting story, sure. which you can read about in the last issue of Business West. Uh, Nick was on our cover. That's a life-changing event for most people. I'm sure it will be for you as well. <laughs> I did get a lot of great feedback on the article, so kudos to you. But um, yeah, so my, my background personally is I'm an, a mechanical engineer by trade. I, I worked in the field 
of mechanical engineering and mechanical construction for about 10 years for a local small, small business that um, is operating here out of Western Mass. They, they brought me in right out of college. So uh, I gained a lot of valuable experience in the field of mechanical engineering and also construction. And most of my work was centered around the food and beverage industry, as well as the pharmaceutical industry. Um, so that actually led in nicely for, for my training to, to do my own uh, thing as a brewer and as a business owner and as an engineer in establishing Iron Duke. So after about 10 years of, of practicing in the field, um, I was running a regional office for, for that my previous employer and and decided, uh, you know, I brewed beer as a hobby and I built production facilities as my, my business or my job. And I decided to marry the two together and, and put together a business plan, um, which took me about two years, two and a half years to formulate a business plan, um, seek out financing and actually get the financing and, and start construction. So if we've been open six, six years, you know, the two to three years leading into that was, was the buildup of, of actually establishing the business. So that, that really falls on the anniversary of my, my first, the way I can remember my dates very well is my first child who just turned 10 this past spring we, my wife and I made the decision to, to jump in and, and try to start our own business right as she was pregnant with our first kid. And, you know, had we, had we waited longer and had our first child and second and third, it would have been a lot harder to, to get our, our wheels turned and, and get the business established. So that's the, the history of how I became a small business owner and, you know, brewer and all of the other things that I do these days. Well, I'm not sure you can do this quickly, but let's try. Uh, talk about uh, what happened at the Ludlow Mills. Um, and then talk about the, the change, that the turnaround that happened this year uh, that enabled you to, to keep that mailing address as opposed to moving to Wilbraham, which was something you were very close to doing, uh, like I say, probably right up until the start of this year. Yeah, correct. So going back... Um, Actually, I have some, some a better handle on my dates uh, than when we spoke last because actually yesterday I was going through and developing some recipes for the, the coming weeks and months. And usually what I do when I do that is go back to old recipes and I look at the dates we brewed them and such. So we were first developing a, kind of a tenuous relationship with the landlord going back to the summer, spring into summer of 2015. So not long after we opened, we, we opened Thanksgiving Eve 2014. Um, shortly after, we kind of hit a rocky patch with the landlord, and that's very gently putting it. But we, we had some disagreement about the way that we were running our business. And, and on a business end, things were going very well. We were we were really, we hit the ground running. We had kind of an immediate uh, good reception from the local community. 
and our tap room was was kind of a bustling center of, of people that were coming in and experiencing my family who worked there and the products that we, we developed. Um, so we, we really had some, some good immediate traction for the business. Um, so it was, it was mostly passive conversation with Westmass, the landlord at that time, that they didn't necessarily agree with the way that we were running the business. Um, but we continued on. Uh, we kept going. We, we grew from just a tap room to a distribution business, like I was mentioning. And it was, it would have been four years ago this January, because that was the date that we first brewed that commemorative beer that we called eviction notice, um, that we were really in the heat of the legality of things. So uh, we had been approached by their lawyer and lawyers at that time. And we actually, that was when we retained counsel on a very serious level of uh, January 20, um, well, four years ago. So 2016, I should say. So we kind of tussled a little bit leading up to that. And then it was right at that point that we really uh, in, got into it. Um, so that legal wrangling with them was really centered in court around the wording of what we were allowed to do for the, the, the way that we ran the business. It was the use of premises, I guess, uh, not to get too technical. And the use of premises in our lease was very broad. It, it defined our business as just kind of how I did already was a, for production of beer um, and packaging of it and consumption on and off premise. It was really two or three sentences that the entire legal um, dispute was about. So throughout that court, um, uh, the lawsuit that we were involved in, the judge came to a, a preliminary judgment that said that we were allowed to continue to operate under the same um, use that we had previously been, that we didn't have to, to cut back the way that we were doing our business. Because essentially, if we were going to cut back the business the way that Westmass was looking for us to do, it would have put us out of business as a tap room, which for us was really the lifeblood of our business. And it would have then just turned us into a manufacturing brewery, which wasn't what our business plan was set up for. So in order to service the debt and the bills and the investment of equipment that we had put into it, we really needed to be an on and off premise business. So that's why we, we decided to fight it out and, and try to at least uphold the lease we had. So through that, um, that preliminary judgment, we were allowed to continue the use of the space and we essentially were granted the, the duration of our lease, which got, would have got us through October, the end of October, 2020, which would have been last month. So we knew almost four, three and a half years ago that our days were numbered. And within that three and a half years, we need to find a new home, relocate all of the brewery without too much of an interruption to the business and keep that ball rolling as seamlessly as we could. So almost from the day or the summer that we first got started through very recently, we were always in transition, whether it was 
just trying to get open to just trying to survive to figure out how to reopen again. Um, so that, I guess, brings us to this past, I want to say two years ago, this two years ago this spring would have been the date that we purchased our own property, which is in Wilbraham, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, the property was a, lo- it was a large investment for us. We, we bought it outright or we bought it, you know, with the help of local uh, banks, but we were looking to develop that long-term vision for the business. So it was a large property, a lot of square footage, um, a good amount of acreage. It had all of the utilities and everything that a brewery needs. And it was very, very close to our existing location, albeit in Wilbraham versus Ludlow, but it was very close. So we went through the process of designing that facility to do a lot of permitting, to do a lot of the pre-construction and engineering. So a large amount of resources and time went into developing that business plan and actually getting boots on the ground and, and starting some demolition and construction. Um, so that, that was going on up until probably late last year, right around this time, um, when we weaned back on that and we sat tight because we had initiated a conversation with the new management at West Mass. So in that period where we were doing our pre-construction, um, West Mass had some management uh, change. Their CEO was was a new person that didn't have a lot of the baggage and the history that had preceded him. And there was an interim CEO before him that we actually had a good relationship with from a previous business dealing. And those new fresh relationships allowed us to, to spark a conversation. Um, it was something that we hadn't had in years. So all of our communication with West Mass up until that point had been through lawyers and had always been, you know, filtered through the way that lawyers do things, which are, which are, I can't, I'm not knocking our, our attorneys. Our attorneys saved our, saved our business on um, a bunch of levels, but when we have lawyers involved, sometimes it's hard to appeal to people on a personal basis and, and really tell your story in a meaningful way. So we were able to do that um, with West Mass and their new management going back about a year, a little over a year right now. And we found that there was a conversation there that we actually had a very similar vision for the long-term success of the Ludlow Mills and, and Iron Duke. Um, it's hard. It was hard. to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. So, uh, you must be looking forward to getting back to just brewing beer full time. I know you've got another legal situation with Duke University and the name Iron Duke. I, I don't want to get into that too much, but you must be looking forward to, to just getting back to brewing beer and, and the business plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's a refreshing um, part of my job now that I can, I can switch gears. You know, I've, I love construction. That's what I, I did previously. I love the the manufacturing aspect of what we do and the process, but also the creative aspect of developing new products and get putting things in people's hands that that are new and creative and allow us to express ourselves in, in fun ways. So we're we're really excited to be able to do that. Uh, we haven't we haven't been able to focus as much of our energy into that as we've wanted to. Um, 
because we've been on the ropes for so long. But now that we've got that that kind of open road in front of us, we're really excited about it. You know, we're we've our team is growing here in Ludlow. We're, we've we've added a few new even through COVID, we've added a few new full-time employees and also a, a quite a few part-time employees. So we're, we're, we're kind of revitalized. We're refreshed. We've got some new perspectives on things just through having a, a larger family of employees. And, and uh, we're really excited to start implementing those things. Okay. This is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We're talking with Nick Morin. He's the founder and president of Iron Duke Brewing in Ludlow. Proud to say that, Iron Duke Brewing in Ludlow. Um, got just a, a few minutes left. Uh, talk about the state of microbrewing, if it's, this is still microbrewing, I assume it is, in Western Massachusetts. We've got a lot of players now, a lot of competition. Uh, how do you stand out among all the brewers that are now doing business, not just here, but, but everywhere? Sure. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Uh, it's a, that's a question that is actually asked quite often among the patrons and, and customers that we have. So I think in general, the state of beer in Massachusetts and, and as a whole craft beer is, is fluid uh, and pardon the pun, but we have, we have had a, a period of tremendous growth for the last 10 years or so in the industry, the craft beer industry, especially. Um, and the way that we've done it as a craft brewery ourselves, and I think many others is just through the, the nature of being a small business and appealing to our local community and being a big part of the local community. So our competitors are most of the time are seen as other small breweries that look like us. But in all reality, that's, that's not really our competition. So we do compete for shelf space and, and sales on some level, but the, the amount of beer and craft products that are consumed on a local level still are, there's room for growth in the craft market. So our fellow brewers, we're very friendly with, we have a lot of good relationships with Massachusetts brewers and and I, I probably personally as a business owner, and I know a lot of them share this belief is we're not competitors where if I do a pint in my tap room, it's taking away from theirs. I think there's more than enough to go around, especially in a future post pandemic world. Um, really our, our biggest competition are, are the large, large breweries that are on the macro scale that are producing the, the millions and millions of barrels of beer per year so a very quick statistic that helps to put it in perspective is our annual production which i'm very proud of which is very tiny so we we do annually less than two thousand barrels of beer a year that it sounds like a lot but just as a comparison you know our fellow craft brewers who are the bigger ones in the area like harpoon or wachusett those guys are 100,000 barrels or 200,000 barrels. So we're 2,000 in comparison to our, our very friendly, you know, what people would call competition, but they're not even so much our competition. So you go up to the big guys like the Anheuser-Busch's of the world, and they're in the millions of barrels. So when you look at our 2,000 barrels a year, if there's 100 breweries doing 2,000 barrels a year, it's really only a blip on the radar of, of 
what's out there. So I, I think it's I think it's positive in general. The outlook. I'm excited for it. Uh, I think there is going to be some contraction in the industry, just because the nature of the small business world right now is very very tough. Um, outside of the competition aspect, you know, it's a service industry which is very deeply affected right now. So I'm not sure you're still pouring eviction notice IPA probably once in a while, but uh, what can people get if uh, they come to your tap room these days? What are some of the new labels you've got? Yeah, we've got we've got um, a couple new things in the pipeline over the winter. Um, we we do plan to do a small run of eviction notice. It is that kind of anniversary, I guess, of that eviction. But we, we celebrate it in a different way these days rather than a negative thing. We try to celebrate it as we're still here and it's, it's a positive. So we will be doing a limited release on that. Um, you know, we've got some exciting new brands that we're going to be putting out there with our name change. Uh, we're going to have – I can't let the cat out of the bag quite yet, but we have – a handful of, of brand new products along with a new name and branding that's going to be coming very, very soon. So I would just kind of leave it out there as a teaser to let people kind of stay tuned and, and see. We have, you know, within several several months, we're going to have a lot of new things popping out there. All right. Well, good luck to you. Congratulations on, on still being able to say Iron Duke Brewing in Bloodlaw. Um, and good luck with everything you've got coming up. Um, like I said at the top, this is a a great story for you. It's a great story for West Mass. It's a good story for Western Massachusetts all around. Congratulations to you, and, and thank you for coming on today. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, George. I appreciate the time, and uh, I look forward to seeing some new faces come through that, that get to hear what you guys are doing here. It's great. Well, thank you very much, and thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We'll see you next time.